CliffCentral.com. Actually, someone recorded this. It was a cover band playing at some club here in South Africa. They recorded this and sent it to me and said, uh, Anthea's got to hear this. That's brilliant. How cool is that? So this is an actual live version recorded here. I wish I knew who the band was. I'd give them credit, but um, the dude who sent me the clip didn't say who they were. I don't think he even knew. Isn't that cool? That is super cool. So there we go. Anthea's song as performed live uh, about a weekend or two ago. All right, Anthea. So how are we this Monday morning? Yeah, we're okay. We're all very good. I had a nice relaxing weekend. Busy, relaxing. Yeah, how was your um, birthday? Really good. Lots of fancy dinners and friends mm. and yeah. And then yesterday I just spent most of the day in my tracksuit pants. <laughs> That's the way. That <laughs> Reading. Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. Global markets, though, a little bit cautious. Um, I think everyone's worried or was worried about this Trump healthcare vote that happened on Friday. He didn't win. No. He, so didn't, he didn't get his way. For the first time, spoiled little uh, rich kid Donald Trump is not going to get his way. But this, and, the, and the thing with that is that that was one of his key um, campaign promises, right? Uh-huh. That, that was it. That's what he was going to deliver. And right. now he hasn't. So tables are turning on him, I'm afraid. And Welcome to politics, Donald. <laughs> it's not as easy as business. The real world. Um, and so, of course, our market was down just under half a percent on Friday. Really just. Nervousness, global nervousness, nothing really on our side. Lots of companies news though. So Capitech announced on Friday that they're acquiring a 40% interest in an international online lender. They're paying 21 million euros for it. It's called Cream Finance. Um, and it provides consumer loan products online or everything's automated in Eastern Europe. So Poland, Latvia, Georgia, Czech Republic, and then for some bizarre reason, Mexico and Denmark. <laughs> I wow. don't see the, the realization. Strange combo, yeah. Very, yeah. So it's not very material for Capitex earnings or from a valuation perspective. But I think from a strategic decision, it's fairly good. So I guess Capitec are going to get one or two seats on the board. And it just gives them a way to learn about new international markets and online banking is what I think. Hmm. Um, so so I, I always think this online banking scenario, like kind of, I remember when it started oh, so many years ago, 15 years ago, like Egg and 2020 or whatever those businesses were called. And they never really seemed to take off. And only recently, it, it seems to have done really well. So it, it, it's, it's as if the world needs time to digest the new economy, you know, and what's going on and how to take hold of it. Right. Um, yeah, well, you know, there are also these things that they, they do need a long runway. And a tipping point, right? Correct. There's, there's another company which I've spotted in the U.S. I love, I love people who already start dishing out their judgment Within a space of a year or two of something launching, and they think they know the answer of how it's going to end up. I, I want to know where those people are when those companies do end up being successful because they carry on writing their economy forecasts and all the rest of it. You know, all those people who said that the 2008 uh, crash wouldn't happen mm-hmm. in America because of the subprime market, uh, lending uh, crisis. Those, why are they not held accountable and fired by the publications they write for? Um, I don't know. Because they, they do. You know, <laughs> That's your part, department. But they do carry on writing as if they never made a misstep. Yeah, like the market any, forgets very quickly. <laughs> in any other business, you'd be fired for being so completely wrong. And these are the guys who say, "Oh, online banking." I know those 
those people. I know who they were yep. back in, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s. And they said, ah, this online banking, people will never trust it. They're the same people who said, oh, people will never buy stuff online. With their credit cards yes. They'll be too afraid Now that's And now look at it <laughs> while, while we're talking about this I have to tell you about a company I found in the US It's listed on the NASDAQ It listed last year in June or July It's called Impinge I-M-P-I-N-J Okay They do radio frequency identification And they've been going for a while now But suddenly it's as if the market has accelerated. So what they do is little tags that they um, attach to assets so you can track your assets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they belong to retail companies like Zara uses them or airlines to reduce lost baggage, um, automotive in to, to identify cars and for cashless fueling. Like really interesting kind of – it's just a little um, – Little sticky thing you put on your asset, basically, right. um, or tag. That's the word I'm looking for. They've suddenly accelerated their market. They've shipped 13 billion tags since they started, and 50% of that was sold in the last two years. Wow. So, so you know how it is. Like things take a while to take off, and when they reach that tipping point, off they go. From a business point of view, Impinge has grown revenue from $51 million in 2013 to $77 million in 2015, and they recently reported their third quarter results and made $78 million. So they've already exceeded the previous year's target. Um, Amazon are now looking to use them as well. Hmm. Uh, it, it started trading at about $20 a share last year, currently around $28. Consensus um, forecast or projections for the share is at $40. So there's a nice 30 odd percent upside in the share price. So if you're looking to buy stocks in the US, there's a little, a little something I think that might be worth looking at. A nice. company called Impinge. Very nice. They call themselves the Internet of Things, and they say they've got a great quote, which is kind of the end point is start is the starting point in digital transformation in retail. So, in other words, um, kind of you know tagging clothing, um, reducing losses, reducing kind of asset tracking issues, all starts at the end of the chain, kind of in the mm. retail space. Okay. Okay, shall we go back to our market then? Yeah. Very excited about no, that no, company. That's, that, that is interesting. Again, and, and you know, people who are tr- who are looking for trend, mm-hmm. take a look at the, the the ones that are succeeding. Indeed. Um, and then Breit announced on Friday that they are delaying their listing in London. Mm, no surprise <laughs> there, because it's so. It, it, it's, They're the, the unsure about is, Brexit. That's why. No, the the share price is just disgusting. <laughs> that's the problem. Nobody's I, talking about that. Almost <laughs> half the value I bought it at. Exactly. Yes. Um, so they've said that they're convinced of long-term benefits of listing or getting a premium listing in London, but they're not sure about Brexit. That's kind of why they're de- uh, they're delaying their listing. They have already started the process of moving their registra- registered company from Malta to the UK. So it's not like it's off the cards completely. And then on similar news, are kind of in the same vein, in the weekend, this weekend's FT, the Swiss financial man, um, finance minister sorry, said that he thinks Brexit could work in the UK's favor. And he thought that Switzerland could find an ally outside of the EU, but he said that they could be a competitor in the low tax environment for Switzerland. So I thought that was quite interesting because he's now looking at it going, oh, Brexit, that could be good for you. Plus, you have to become a bit like Switzerland. Become like us and you'll be fine, I think he was saying. And then he also said he thinks that the EU might have to bow to voter pressure for tighter border controls. So... I thought it was an interesting kind of view of Brexit and kind of the, you know, the votes for the far right and what's going on. So, hmm. 
maybe Brexit could work in everyone's favor. Okay, let's see. I mean, that's, you know, you, whether it works in everyone's favor or not, the people of Britain voted. And even if it's by a small majority, the majority rules. And it's going to happen. <laughs> um, and then Advitech reported as well last week, great set of results. They really just have confirmed that they are defensive, non-cyclical, highly cash generative business. Um, both schools and tertiary divisions performed particularly well. Revenue was up 24%. And if you break it down, uh, revenue in the schools increased by 15% and in the tertiary division by 28%. So you can see kind of almost immediately how they've taken on this tertiary um, division and h- how the demand has grown and kind of where it's going. Um, they're, they're still very ambitious. You know, management said that they want a target of 100 cents per normalized earnings per share by 2018, which implies a 22% per annum growth rate, which for a company that's come off, it's coming off quite a fair, fairly high base to continue on that in that vein is is quite something. But I think... I think they do have opportunities and they currently have 6% of revenue outside of, Af- of South Africa, so generated in Africa. Mm-hmm. And they now want to increase that by 2020 to 30%. Um, there, there is opportunity and you know they've got the back, backing of IFC, which is the World Bank's finance arm. So I think they absolutely can do it. From a share price point of view, I'm afraid I think the share looks a bit full at the moment. It's slightly higher than the estimates of fair value. Um so if you don't own, would you buy at this stage? Probably not. You probably want to wait for a little bit of a pullback. It's probably going to f- perform in line with market for a while before it starts generating or um, extracting value from uh, some of the newer operations. So, hmm. But but if, you, if you've got it, hold it. It's fine. All right. Um, and then Life Healthcare announced that they were doing a rights offer. Um, not a share we own at the moment. It will come under pressure because the issue price is twenty four fifty, and it's currently trading above that. But um, the question now is, if the share falls, and it's a, is it a good opportunity to buy? I think such a, that that's a tough call to make. If you own the share, I think take up your rights because actually it is they're offering it at a discount to VWAP, um, which is larger than the share dilution. Um, and if you want to buy some to take up your rights issue, then tomorrow's the last day to trade. Um, I'm going to stay away from it for a moment. Like I, I, I don't, I don't really like trading these things. I want to buy um, for long-term investment. So I'll wait and see. Okay. I, I want positive news from the company. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, we're 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 picky about our we're very aren't our, we? <laughs> our medical investments. Uh, yeah. yeah. Going to well about all our investments. I'd like to think MediClinic and Life. You know, yeah, you got to be you got to be a little more investigative about these things. I suppose it doesn't help to just have a surface feeling for which of the the healthcare groups you want to invest with. Exactly. All right. Um, and then lastly, Nike reported uh, last week as well. I'm afraid that was a fairly disappointing set of results. Revenue was up 5%. It was up about 7% in constant currency. They really have currency headwinds. Um, they've got a couple of um, currency hedges that they need to roll off. And then, of course, their emerging market currencies, um, the ones that haven't performed well, obviously we have, but other emerging market currencies might not have. Um, they haven't done so well. The real issue with Nike is... They're guiding to 5% revenue growth, which is like, 
not great, right? And then also to margin contraction, which we never like. And mostly the margin contraction is because of more aggressive promotional activity. And we saw exactly the same thing happen with Under Armour. Um, it was a couple of months ago and there the share price fell 40%. Like they had shocking sales and margins were under pressure. So in other words, they were promoting their goods for much cheaper than they had previously. And that's always an issue for a company. I mean, for us consumers, it's great. We're getting a bargain, but, and just generally retail in the US in the kind of, what do they call it? Um, athleisure division, you know, this kind of, uh, relaxed sporting, Apparel, apparel stuff. Apparel. Yeah, like, like me in my tracksuit pants, kind of over the weekend nonsense. So that really looks like it's come under a bit of pressure. You know, Sports Authority filed for bankruptcy bankruptcy last week or last year sorry um, under armor i've just told you is bad and then last week sears said that there's a strong possibility that they might not continue as a going concern so in other words a company that I, like i would never have thought sears would go under you know it's like the hmm. quintessential american retail yeah mm-hmm. it looks like they're going bankrupt good heavens yeah so i think nike I, it's in a good space. It's doing like quite a few interesting and innovative things. But I think at this stage, they're kind of, it, it's a difficult period they're going through. Um, and I think it might get a bit worse before it gets better. All right. Yeah. Unfortunately for Nike. Okay, Anthea. And then we've got MPC this week, eh? On oh, Thursday, the announcement. That, where they might decide to do nothing. <laughs> Please don't say that because you're tempting them to put rates up. Actually, you know, I think the market is now pricing in a 25% chance that we'd get a rate cut by the end of the year. I think we're going to get a rate cut before the end of the year. And I read an economist's report the other day that said we might get two rate cuts. I don't think we'll get two. It depends. I mean, inflation's still at 6.3%, which is well ahead. And I know that the Reserve Bank um, targets kind of 18 months out. And I'm, I'm not sure we're going to get to the midpoint of their targeting, the midpoint 4.5% inflation in 18 months. You know, inflation's little, it's still a little bit sticky, I think. All right, but that would be good news for a lot of people. Wouldn't it be great? Oh, a rate cut would be fantastic. All right, thank you, Anthea. Pleasure. Very good. Anthea Gardner, The Money Shot. You can listen every single day at about uh, quarter to 10 to 7, and we fill you in on all the stuff that's happening in the market, what's going on with currencies, what's going on with the resources, basically everything you need to know, one convenient, easy-to-eat, snackable daily report. Cliffcentral.com.